0: All righty, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Monday, uh, the 21st of August 2023, although it uh, kind of feels like the 21st of September, October. Um, not really happy with the uh, summer weather. Anyway, uh, thanks to Joe Beamer for uh, sitting in last week. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, all of these reports now, the after action reports, are coming out. And they did a document up, uh, Erie County did on Friday. Uh, because nobody pays attention to the news over the weekend, and Mark Poling cars didn't have to uh, worry about being talked about on shows like this. But uh, as people, individuals like yourself, who lived through the blizzard of 22, and I know we've talked about this before, but what what is your personal takeaway? And my personal takeaway, the biggest one that I've come up with is that the whole region should have been closed down effective Friday. On Thursday, once the National Weather Service, I think it was on a Thursday, came out and said, difficult to impossible driving conditions. At that point, I believe everybody could have had a unanimous opinion that it's time to close down the region. This is going to be bad. But Going against that was the timing of the storm, so close to Christmas, and nobody wanted to be Scrooge. And I don't think people wanted to get burned either, although there was sufficient consensus regarding this storm that it should not have been an issue. Uh, Let's get to Neil in uh, Forestville with some uh, additional thoughts.
1: Yeah, they could have provided well, – you guys did. I mean, uh, I was actually in Ohio during the whole storm, and we were just worried that uh, we'd get caught uh, down 90 somewhere between uh, Cleveland and and um, where we lived. But uh, we had everything we prepared. You know, we had extra blankets and, and food and, and water and stuff in the car. And uh, we basically were prepared as much as we could. But, uh, you know, I, I, I feel bad. I keep getting down on polling cards, and the guy's got to be sitting in a room like, why does everybody hate me? And we shouldn't depend on somebody like that. You know, he's obviously not qualified, but yeah, we have to gather together and uh, take a cue from Jay and, and do what we got to do to take care of our neighbors. You know, maybe a little looking around the neighborhood to see who, uh, who, who can help you. Nobody can do this by
0: themselves. But the, and, uh, the storm, I mean, heres I think, I think what you're missing, and I don't know how bad it was in Forestville, but what you're missing is this particular storm was so intense, and it was such a dumper of snow, it was literally hard to even walk, much less walk around the neighborhood and, and trying to look in on, on neighbors. Uh, seriously, I have told you this story before, but coming home from work, uh, walking up the driveway, I literally had to stop a few times because I was sinking. It was like quicksand snow. Yes, I I've, I've I've I've
1: been out in the snow, I'm a snowmobiler, a ski instructor, you know, like I I've, I've lived out in the winters in in the zero below weather and it is difficult. You know, you can't just condition your body overnight. You have to like train yourself to to do certain things and make sure you're hydrated and and yeah, you're trying to get through deep snow like that if you don't have the right equipment such as snowshoes and
0: yeah, so what I'm, what I'm trying to communicate is, I mean, obviously we want people to keep an eye on their neighbors. And uh, some of us are um, in a position where we do have neighbors who keep an eye out for us, which is always good. But uh, it's not it's not always that easy, especially you get into a rural area. Your neighbor might be uh, half a mile away and you're not going to walk down the road. That's That would be ill-advised, sir. Uh, but as far as uh, what the government should have done, any additional thoughts on that? Just uh, prepare us better, Uh, more equipment,
1: like I said, people that actually know what they're doing on the ground and uh, try to keep the roads open. I mean, it's an evacuation route for a reason. Like if you do have to shut down the main roads, I mean, they could have transferred most of uh, 90 to uh, the 380 there and brought everything down the 86 instead of coming through Buffalo. Uh, I mean, there's there's hundreds of ideas. All the equipment to clear out uh, Buffalo could have come out of Toronto or Rochester. You just need somebody there making the phone calls. And I'm going to go back and blame Cuomo for this too, because he was such a micromanager that these people just sat back and he pulled all the strings and, and made and paid all the checks and signed all the things and and he traveled down the throughway, you know, <laughs> punishing people or slapping their wrists for the guys who were stuck on the throughway and he made an example. So, uh, just I think he's a that part of it is to blame. And nobody has any uh, to to step in his place,
0: you know. Obviously, Hochul was a joke, right? Well, a joke that won re-election uh, rather handily, as it turned out. But uh, you know, people you know people get uh, that for which they vote. Um, all right, Neil, thank you very much. Uh, interesting stuff from you, and uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a a, a partial tool uh, in August, going back and asking you what the politicians and leaders should have learned um from the blizzard of 2022 and uh, the the biggest thing that I, I think the biggest takeaway is because there was such consensus that yes this thing was real yes it was going to happen no this is not the boy who cried wolf okay every model every forecast says this is going to be one of those storms of the century or a storm of a generation let's put it that way uh, once every 20 year storm sounds about right and I do believe they should have closed the area down on Friday. No doubt about that. Uh, what was the other thing? Um, the I, I don't know how many of you know anything about snow plowing and urban snow removal. But every time we've had snow, ever since I've been doing this and ever since before I was doing this, people would call into radio shows and they would be very upset about the lack of snow removal on residential streets, particularly in the city of Buffalo. And one of the things that I've never been able to quite wrap my arms around is we know we have a problem with when the city was laid out. Uh, it was laid out for horse and carriage. It wasn't laid out for Cadillac Escalades. Um, is there some piece of magic equipment that we're missing that we should have? And how many pieces of magic equipment would we have to have to take care of all of the, uh, all of the uh, whatchamacallit, all of the side streets? all of the residential areas in the city of Buffalo. What what exactly do we need? What am I missing here uh, as far as in individuals being alert to what was going on? One of the reasons I think that the county should have been closed, and, and by the way, when I say the county, I mean the county and all of the municipalities within Erie County, okay? I'm not sure about Niagara or the other counties around here. But if there's no place to go, there's no place to go. If everything is closed including your job, that's going to keep you off of the road. Now, as far as, you know, one of the things, if you're a trucker in particular, I would love to hear from you. Now, Neil in Forestville, uh, he had some ideas as far as rerouting so that the vehicles would not have to plunge headlong into the teeth of a fearsome gale of snow, a fearsome blizzard of snow, as far as rerouting. Is, Is that something that is practical? Because if you don't drive, you don't get paid. But then again, if your vehicle gets trapped on Transit Road and and Main Street, obviously that is an issue. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. What takeaway do you hope the politicians have from the blizzard of 2022? And uh, the other thing is, uh, not only would I like to hear from uh, the people in the trucking industry, uh, you over-the-road truckers, but I'd I'd love to hear from people in snowmobile clubs because I think that's an area that where where the ball, quite frankly, was was missed. Um, I believe that snowmobiles should have been actively pressed into service. Now, the next question that arises is, okay, well, who's going to assume the risk? Who's going to assume the liability? Well, that's the kind of thing that you work out before an emergency actually happens, and that's called being prepared. And I know that uh, the Erie County Sheriff's Department in particular, they uh, used all kinds of vehicles around Maine and transit uh, and were able to rescue a lot of people and bring them over to the uh, fire hall near there, um, and thank God they did. I mean, if you if if you remember seeing the picture, um, it's it, it 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 that picture still to this day makes me shake my head in bewilderment. In fact, looking back at some of the pictures on the Bowerly on WBen Facebook page that you guys sent in of the blizzard of '22 still makes me shake my head. Like, wow, we actually went through that, and it was. Already eight months ago, 803-0930, star 930, one 616 wben Jesse in Buffalo, welcome to the show. It is your turn.
1: Hey, how you doing? Yes, sir. So, yeah, during the blizzard when we were working in the city trying to, you know, restore everybody's power, you know, those side streets that you were talking about, the reason they can't get down them is because people are parking on both sides, I mean, that was one of the main problems with getting everything back on is everybody was out on the road. Uh,
0: when you say out on the roads, you, you, you don't mean driving necessarily. You mean stuck, stranded.
1: No, oh, people were out driving. i It's unbelievable. I mean, they were just uh, driving God knows where. I have no idea. They were just out on the road driving. I mean, during...
0: What was it, Friday, Saturday? Well, Friday is Friday's when things got real bad, and Saturday they got bad, and then they kind of migrated south, and I think they did the same thing on Sunday. They migrated even further south. All right, I think we lost uh, our call there. Let's go to Gail in uh, Tonawanda on WBEN. Gail, what should the takeaways be from the blizzard of 22?
2: there, Tom. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, We missed you. Uh, I live in the neighborhood that your mom lives in. Um, I'm on Blackstone Boulevard. But I just wanted to say that so you'd be kind to me. But I wanted to get to a different uh, point of this whole thing. And if anybody was tuned in to WBEN, you would have known not to travel, not to go out. Um, And I think a lot of people still have this... Uh, Christmas shopping on their brain. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't even really know what the Christmas holiday is all about. My my son traveled in from uh, Utah. He got in here, and we stayed put for three or four days, you know. I mean, um, as far as the holiday went, that can be celebrated, New Year's. Uh, people were warned, and I wish more people would have been Uh, Listening to WBN, as far as I'm concerned, Erie County should have been uh, going by what WBN and Andy Parker and what all of you were saying to not be out. Well, I
0: wonder wonder if I'd have raised a big enough stink about it. I wonder if uh, David and I had both raised a big enough stink about it if uh, it would have gotten through to the county executive and he would have said, you know, maybe these idiots on the radio, uh, maybe they get it, maybe I should close the county down. Let me call Byron, let me call the mayors and supervisors. I I think everybody would have been on board with that. And at least Friday's nightmare could have been averted.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I chose to stay home from work. Others should have done the same thing. Christmas shopping, the the holidays, all that can can wait. You have to, I mean, when I think back of of just looking out my, my side door, trying to get out to a car just to clean it off. I mean, that snow was three, four feet packed. I mean, that was like cement trying to get through.
0: It it was absolutely. Well, and not, not only was it like cement, but. You know, as far as walking through it, as I've said, the yeah. best comparison I can make is quicksand.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, it. I don't know. I think people just uh, people are not not uh, listening and being warned about it, and they've got, you know, the the priorities which were the wrong priorities that they were getting out on the roads for that time. Uh, you know, um, I, I just, I just, I feel that people are just not wise enough to know. Not to get out there and, and well, okay, things.
0: maybe okay. Let's uh, let's consider the wisdom part of what you are saying, let's also consider the buffalo part of what you are saying because, um, there is a bit of bravado that comes with being a buffalonian. Oh, snowstorm, no problem, blizzard, no problem, can handle that. <laughs> you, but I, I wonder. How many cases where people were seriously frostbitten, or God forbid, died, were people who thought, "Well, I've handled blizzards before; I can certainly do it again."
2: Right, and, and that is a sad part that we lost all those lives. In unreal, you know, we we have to we have to make it better, and and we should know that. From years and years of uh, snow, and we've had blizzards before and bad weather, and this is just unacceptable for the county to uh, kind of like just pass this off. And they've already forgotten about it. It's going on. No, to this the is, next well, this thing. is a big deal. Every day See, there's it, something
0: new. You know what? In politics, if if you wait long enough to release something, people don't care anymore. It's like. Right. Uh, Um, If you've seen the movie 13 Days about the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, the United States had Jupiter missiles stationed in Turkey, and that was part of the -the off-the-record deal between the Soviet Union and the United States. They take their missiles from Cuba, take them back into the Soviet Union. We promise we're never going to invade Cuba, and we also promise on the sly that we're going to take the Jupiter missiles out of Turkey within six months, Um, but that part was not really publicized, and at that point, four, five, six months after the Cuban Missile Crisis, the idea of linkage, because people have the memories of goldfish, uh, can be somewhat uh, muted. I thank you kindly for the call.
2: Thank you, Tom.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and one eight hundred six one wben You know what I should get? I should get some Krupnik. That's, that's very good for the... Uh, it's very good for the voice, or I can certainly talk my way into it being good for the voice. But, yeah, the other thing is too. I had a bronchial infection last week, so this is like it's no, it's it's just it's not a big deal. I assure you, I was not cheering for the Bills game at all over the weekend. Uh, anyway, it is uh, twenty-seven minutes after four at News Radio nine thirty W B E N. good one. It's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, So all these reports are coming out and all the after action reports are coming out about the blizzard of 22 and I think in a situation like this, um, the the best people to ask how things could be done differently are you guys listening to the radio show because you live through the blizzard as I live through the blizzard, work through the blizzard. And uh, again, it was uh, a stealing this line from Jimmy Stagliano that I've used many a time. Um, it was the most uh, rewarding Christmas of my entire life. And I don't think there's ever going to be a Christmas that is more rewarding than that at the same time. Um, it was also the most tragic Christmas of our lives because we lost about fifty people, and I don't know why we lost fifty people. That it, I still cannot get a good fix or handle on that. If you, I don't know if you have any ideas, and I don't know if you have any ideas about uh, snow removal equipment in particular on Buffalo side streets because whether it was Stan Mikowski, Jimmy Griffin, Frank Sidita, Anthony Massiello, Byron Brown, am I missing anybody? Um, No matter who has been the mayor, it's always been an issue. Uh, Let's get back to the calls. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Dave in Chictuwaga, you are on. Hello.
3: Yeah, how you doing,
0: Tom? Yes, my love.
3: I want to first start off that, you know, Byron Brown sure did a good job of cleaning up neighborhoods and knocking down these abandoned homes, but leaving open lots. Why can he not pave these lots? and also we should go to a 1 through 5 scale starting at green, blue, yellow, orange and red. And each scale every department has to do something to get the ball rolling. Now blue get your get your car off the street. You know, let's open these streets up. You know, so emergency vehicles can get down it You can park in the lots if we pave these open lots that are doing nothing and nobody's paying
0: taxes on them. Well, somebody somebody owns the property. I mean, whoever whoever it is, somebody somebody must own. If somebody must be the the owner of record of the property. Now, when you start talking about a color coded alert system, don't you think that's a little much for people to handle? Um, I mean, red, green, orange, you know, Roy G, Biv. Isn't that going to be just a little bit overwhelming for people? I mean, they tried that with the terror warnings. Remember that?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's where I picked that up from. But, you know, if you know it's blue, well, and you're a citizen, get your car off the street. Um, Call your elders. Make sure they're going to be all right. Go out and get your food, get your gas get whatever you need, you know, and then, you know, um, the city can start calling snowmobile places, calling hospitals, you know, calling the NFTA to go out with their little transit vehicles and look for homeless and take them to places that are going to be warm. So
0: they're not stuck out. A lot of people, a lot of people didn't want shelter, I and mean, I, I hate to say this, but oh. many of the homeless people who died were offered shelter, and uh, they refused it.
3: Right, right. I mean, but, you know.
0: And they I'm, have a right to refuse. To,
3: we can't just go in it willy-nilly like we've been doing, you know. Well, um, are, are you doing? are you
0: doing the dishes right now? No, my garage door broke on me, and I'm trying to fix the oh. spring. Oh don't, oh, don't do that. Just call our friends at Hamburg Overhead Door. They'll take good care no, of it. I, I got it fixed. I got it oh, fixed. Okay, good, I knew, good. I knew
3: what the problem was.
0: I took care of it. Well, it must be talking. nice to know how to do stuff around the house. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. Are you open for side jobs by any chance? But, uh, no, I mean, no, I was no. trying to use the hammer the other day, but I couldn't find the plug for it. It was just so strange. But... Um, Anyway, getting, getting back to it. See, I, I, I would argue that instead of having a color system, as you are talking about, that it would have been a very powerful statement for Byron Brown and Mark Polingars to say, we have been in contact with every municipal officer of every municipality in Erie County, and we are in complete 100% agreement. The county needs to be closed down tomorrow. No businesses, nobody but essential workers on the road. I think that might have helped to some degree to what degree it would have eliminated the deaths. I don't know. Yes. I mean, that would have helped,
3: but you know, if you had a level this in this level, you got different categories on that level. This is what this department needs to do. They don't need to make a phone call between Byron Brown and polling cards. They know at this level, This is what we do, you know, and everybody's on the same page because they're going out and saying, all right, it's a blue level now. So maybe we better start calling maybe down south to see if they can bring up a couple of snow cats, you know, have snowmobilers call their fire department saying, hey, can I bring my snowmobile over and stage it? And get ready for this, you know. Yeah,
0: that's that. That's something. Hit- I, you know, I keep I keep asking for phone calls from people from snowmobile clubs, asking if there is some kind of an arrangement that you have with your local law enforcement people or your local uh, emergency responders, because um, that is one area where, in the blizzard of '77, and I remember this vividly, there were calls put out constantly for people with for people with. Uh, I, I presume you just closed the garage door. No, no, no. Okay. Sorry I don't know what's, I I don't know what's going on over there. The I was
3: moving some out of the way.
0: Okay. I uh, just remember any sound you make goes over the radio. So if you stub your toe and you swear, it's not going to be, it's not going to be real good. But no, as far I'm as, the, as far as the snowmobile clubs, um, absolutely. Uh, the snowmobile clubs, you, you, you have, you have to work out the liability, um, beforehand. So that's not even an issue. Everybody is covered. Um, I don't see how that would be that expensive a policy to have. No. But but you've got to keep an updated list of who has snowmobiles where they are. I don't know if ATVs would have been a practical means of transport during the blizzard. I don't know. It it
3: depends on how deep the snow is. After it gets so deep that they're not going anywhere, I've been stuck in deep snow before. Doesn't help. But, you know, I'm just trying to put my two cents in there, you know, and I'm thinking why, you know, why can't the town or the city take over these properties that they knocked the house down already, you know, and just pave the, the
0: lots. Well, it gives you know? people a place to, to park. I mean, look, certainly yeah. an idea worth looking into, and I think a lot of that is going to depend on. Exactly, who owns the property? I mean, to you, it's right. a vacant lot, but when you look at the deeds and the records, somebody's probably the owner of that property.
3: Yeah, but I mean, if the if the city had the right to knock their property down, they got a right to take over that property too. You know? Well, I mean, I'm not. You
0: I'm can't not just willy nilly. You know, I'm not sure about that. Maybe under eminent domain how or how something down. like that. Possibly. me yes. look. I mean This is all about your ideas, and if that's an idea that makes sense to people, other people will call in and back you up. Um, I don't know how practical that is. I don't. I mean, first of all, the lots um, are not the lots in the city tend to be not that big, depending on where you are. So I'm not sure how right. many cars are going to fit in a certain area.
3: I figure you can fit
0: per house
3: maybe ten. You know that house that was there, but if you drive down most of these Buffalo streets. There's four or five of these lots that are wide open, and all they're they're just fields now, you know. Of course, you might
0: not so. even have to pave them over. I mean, if the ground is solid enough, you can just drive on it. I right. mean, they drove over uh, the lake in Leningrad during World War II. I'm sure they could drive over <laughs> grass in Buffalo. Um, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you very much, Dave. I uh, appreciate it uh, kindly. Uh, no, the, I know many of you are into uh, World War II and reading about World War II, but when you uh, read about the siege of Leningrad in World War II, that was just an ugly, ugly, ugly situation. The uh, Nazis were bound and determined to starve the population into submission and almost succeeded. And just a brutal, brutal situation. 803-0930, star 930, one 616 wben the phone number. The question that we have for you today is, what is your message to the politicians about the blizzard of 2022? What should they have done differently? And I'm, I'm still looking for answers on why the body count was twice what it was in 1977. And I don't know if my theory is correct or not, that unlike 1977, in 2022, we have a multiplicity of media platforms from which to choose. You can be walking down the street listening to a radio station in Maui. Uh, You can be walking down the street checking out uh, the last Bruce Springsteen video you remember. Uh, There's a million things that are out there on the Internet, and sometimes I wonder, you know, we've got all this information – and at what point does the uh, information become more important? Oh, the other suggestion that I would make. The other suggestion that I would make is uh, to emphasize the importance of the closing of the county. Okay? If I'm the mayor, if I'm the county executive, I get all of my ducks in a row. Okay? You, you have a conference call with all of the mayors, all of supervisors everybody you can, and you just reach a unanimous conclusion that this area must be closed because if the Weather Service says driving will be dangerous to impossible, those were the words, dangerous to impossible, Um, I think you also, and I didn't mention this earlier, but they could have activated the emergency alert system. And what that does, obviously, is it gets people's attention. Now, some of you might think that's a little bit of an overstep. I don't think so. I think that it would have gotten people's attention. Uh, it would have focused people um, onto the uh, reality of the coming situation. And you know, is, is that enough? I mean, do, do you guys think that would have done anything to save lives? Or are people, how do, how do I say this? are a lot of people just walking around with their heads where their heads ought not to be. And you could pretty much hammer them with a frying pan over their head and nothing is going to awaken them from their oblivion because they're busy doing whatever they're doing on their cell phone. And I I, I just, you know, this has come up before. And the biggest, I guess the biggest question that I have and I don't know that we're ever going to have an answer to this. The biggest question I have is why in 2020, 2022, uh, 2022, given the advancements in communication technology, cell phones, for example, in the old days, it was CB radio, and it was Channel 9, the emergency channel. Uh, some people had Motorola radios. We used to have those at the radio station. They were a very fine product, I might add. But that was, that was old school technology. Now, you've got uh, cell phones out the wazoo. You've got a minute. You've got a computer in your hand at all time th- that happens to make phone calls, and yet we still lost fifty people. Somebody want to explain that to me? Because I, I still, that is the most tragic part of this entire story, and I still haven't had a good answer for that. I can postulate. I can theorize. Is it correct? I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Why do we lose so many people? Here's uh, Joey in uh, Buffalo here on WBEN. Welcome.
1: Hi, Mr. Bowerly. Yes, Um, sir.
0: I wanted to talk about the emergency broadcast system. Now, I've been alive for 45 years, and I've heard these these tests go off my whole life. And never once have I heard an actual emergency. This blizzard, if this doesn't signify an emergency, nothing will. And it, it drives me nuts because you're right, if... If people would have heard that in an actual emergency followed by that, that beeping, they would have been a lot well better off prepared for, for such a storm. Well, you know, it's an interesting point because we have actually at the radio station—I—I I don't know about here, but um, down the dial at the other radio station, when we would have tempestuous weather and the National Weather Service would put out a tornado warning requesting emergency alert uh, system, we would always do it. So there, you know, I've certainly—I've been on the air during times when the emergency alert system has actually been used uh, in emergencies. Except we used to call it the emergency broadcast system. Yeah, i mean it was definitely warranted for this for that storm um that's that's it i'll hang up and listen all right thank you uh, very much uh interesting you're
1: welcome, uh mr. have a great day
0: uh, indeed thank you mr Joey i appreciate that i don't know uh, does anybody else remember and and look this this might be the stupidest idea you're gonna hear all day are you ready for some stupidity okay have we, I need you expect it from me yes stupidity and mediocrity they're my middle names thank you on the birth certificate but those of you who are old enough do you remember the old air raid sirens in your neighborhood? Come on think back 40 50 60, maybe 70 years ago. I remember being a kid in the 60s and 70s and periodically they would use, they would they would test the civil defense alert system so you'd hear the sirens going off all over the neighborhood and there's no mistaking. That particular siren. Now, I am not sure at what point they did away with those sirens. I have no idea what it would cost to put the sirens back up, but would it be something as simple – and we're we're talking about a high-tech world. We live in a digital world, okay – I wonder if something as simple as sirens would have gotten people's attention. Or uh, you ever you ever watch the videos of uh, the Japanese listening to Hirohito speak at the end of World War II? And he's got these huge speakers broadcasting his words. I, I wonder if that would have done anything. I, I, I truly do. Um, your take for the uh, politicians. I'm gonna continue this uh, a little bit, but I'm gonna add some other stuff to it in the uh, final hour of the program on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN, which I uh, am pretty sure you are uh, absolutely going to enjoy. And you know, um, I- I'm a little bit upset because I didn't write down the name of it. But over the weekend, uh, and like I said last week, I-, I had to take it easy last week. Um, because I uh, had a little bronchial infection, and uh, um, also a uh, kidney stone decided to say hello. <laughs> uh, but anyway, oh, kidney stones are just magnificent. Don't worry. If I if I can get a picture of it, I'll be sure to put it up on a Bowerly on WBE on Facebook page. I'm pretty sure that uh, kidney stones are Satan's way of saying, you're evil. Uh, but I'm serious about the civil defense sirens. I wonder if they would actually work. But um, So I basically, I did a lot of uh, relaxing last week and uh, laying on a hot water pad or a, you know, a microwave heating pad. Uh, but the, uh, I meant to write down the name of it, but it was on Netflix. I think it was Netflix. And it was about the Hatfields and McCoys. And I started watching it and I made a mental note. Tom, go back and watch this again when you're actually awake. Um, I'll try to get the name of it for you. Some of you, I'm sure, have already seen it. You know exactly of what I speak, but it really is well done. Powers Booth is in it. Kevin Costner, it's like a cast of amazing actors. And it's, uh, from what I saw, it was very well done. Very well done. 456, and not low budget at all. 456 News Radio 930 WBEN. I, however, am low budget, and uh, we have to break.